And we're back. I was going to say that. We'll say it. And no, we're it's not back. the same now. I'll get I'll All get right, you next we're gonna, time. We're going to do it on three. One, two. I'm not going to do it. Three. And we're back. Y'all sounded so lame. <laughs> no, you sounded lame for not doing it. So did everybody have fun yesterday? Sean's here with us today. Yay. He's already bought a Rob Zombie statue. <laughs> yeah, like 30 seconds in. Dollars. Yeah, 30 <laughs> seconds of being here. Look how badass that is. That is badass. You're going to tell me you wouldn't buy that? I'm not as tired as I was yesterday. It's because you got some sleep and didn't go, went and sleep before uh, midnight. Yeah. That's the, t- that's the ticket. Go, go to sleep, sleep before, before midnight. midnight. That way you get a certain amount of hours of sleep. No matter how much you've drank. How much? Uh, what time did you wake up this morning? Oh, <laughs> uh, like, which time? <laughs> oh. I woke up at like 7 and then went back to sleep and then woke up at like 9 for good. All right, either way, it was like 8 hours of yeah, sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I feel, I feel great. And we didn't like party party last night. We went to uh, right. Nautical Whimsy. And, uh, I mean, you gonna tell them about we your got, uh, we got some fried cheese we experience? Got some apps, Cause that's what we call them now. <laughs> Cause we're, you know, cool. Then your fried cheese. Yeah, they had the, they gave us this. They did the fried cheese. Have you seen that? The fried cheese, Anthony. Uh, I have not seen that. They're as big. Their balls as big as my fists, and there's like six of them on the plate. The cheese those, balls. Those freaking cheese balls, man! I ate like three. I gave Kelly one, and I still had two left over. And I was like, uh, I wanted to get them to go. They wouldn't even fit in the to go box. <laughs> I had to crush them. Then this morning, I realized I left left them in Kelly's Jeep overnight, and I handled it like an adult. I was pretty mature about it. You know, like the the closing scene of Planet of the Apes. That's kind of what I did. Yeah, he said he went to the bathroom crying. I mean, I wasn't crying. I was crying out. Why, God? Why? <laughs> I thought about it. Oh, yeah. uh, they're sitting on sitting on the bar. We'll probably eat them later. Yeah, I ate them. And we tried Kim's new wine. It's called Honey Bee, or no, his new beer. It's called Honey Bee beer. It's not Honey Bee. It is honeybee. That's is what it? that guy said. It's called honeybee. It's pretty good. It's a little sweet, but not too much. Yeah, yeah I've heard. I, yeah, I think I've tried it. I've tried it. It's a, got a little hint of like you can tell it's got honey in it, cool. or at least it tastes like it does. Why are you doing that face <laughs> like this? <laughs> it's it's like you're like a he's Axl Rose. Like I was thinking, like a, 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 welcome a, to the jungle. He's <laughs> like a I don't know. That's like my sarcastic, like when I have to go into character. It's like it's Anthony Pierce or something. To do a sarcastic. What are you doing? Yeah, but yeah, but do now. <laughs> so what's the game plan today? We're going to sit around and talk about stuff and talk about interviews as possible today. I think we need to come up with a new way to describe what we are. Well, I mean, this name says it all. We're yeah. a pop culture. We're a nerd variety show. We're a bunch of dorks that sit around and talk to each other and record it. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't sound appealing to your current normal people. Current events and all things imaginative. But we definitely don't not talk about current huh? events. Huh? Current <laughs> events and all things imaginative? I like the all things imaginative definitely. Yeah. How many new listeners do you think we picked up this weekend? Well, I know. At least five. I know one signed up. At the table. At the table. Yeah, like subscribed while they were standing here. That's the ultimate compliment. Like visual evidence that I'm now a subscriber. So you talked to the Dragon Ball Z guy this morning. You yes. told us about it, but you didn't say it on the air. Oh, I talked to him. He was standing by the uh, fighting square whenever I walked in. 
And if it hadn't been for Anthony and Big Johnny Blender hollering for me, I'd have come straight back here. But instead, I walked over there and talked to them, and I was like, I was like geeking out a little bit, not because I know who he is, because I know how important he is for Vanna, and I was wanting to get that DVD signed. So yeah, I actually got it signed for her and asked him if he'd come back here and talk to us later. He said he might, basically. He gave you a hard maybe? He gave me, yeah, he definitely gave me a, a solid maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. A hard. A solid maybe. Yeah. It was a, let me see how my day goes. We'll see if I get any free time. That's a no kind of killer. Thing. So basically he said no without saying no. <laughs> he let you down easy. Yeah. That's Kella was nice to him. He put you in the friend zone. He was kind of, uh, <laughs> Kella was nice to him. He's kind of mean to Jeremy London. I was not mean to Jeremy yeah, London. How are you mean to Jeremy London? We went by, I was just going to give him a flyer and a business like, card. Like, here, take my damn podcast. <laughs> and he goes, so what's your name? I was like, oh, I'm not here for that. I just wanted to just fine. I don't know your name anyway. I just wanted to give you this. <laughs> and he goes... Well, fine. I didn't want your name anyway. I was like, oh, <laughs> my name's Kella. <laughs> then he remembered. I don't know if he remembered because yeah, he looked down and seen it. He's been on the show before. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it sounded familiar. You but remember yeah. on Ball Rats, the, the scene where they were in the tent with the three-nippled lady? That was him. Okay. He's like one of the main characters in Mallrats. Yeah. But that's the one scene you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one scene you can never forget. Him and Brody with the three-nippled lady. <laughs> But yeah, he gave us a good solid hard maybe for today. Yeah. And uh, John Anderson did too. So y'all can say hard maybe and I can't? And um, we also have the. Is that what we're doing now? Oh, yeah, we do have the University of Southern Mississippi's athletic team coming over (laughs) for more to interview. If a big guy does come over here, you're going to have to interview him. I know nothing about Dragon Ball Z or anime. You know about 1% less than I do. Well, still. You better start doing some research in case he shows up. I don't necessarily care if it's about Dragon Ball Z. I mean, he's got 300 different yeah. things accredited to him for voiceovers. You can just say. And he's also an inspirational speaker. I'm going to pull an Anthony. Y'all are going to have to start brewing beer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, okay, you get where I'm going. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. you guys are going to have to start doing this. can't always be all on me, Dave. Hey, I'll talk to him. I have no problem at all. Yeah, you did. I did two interviews yesterday. What was the other one? I did oh, that right, coffee did chick and... Uh, I talked to y'all. Yeah, and I interviewed I you. To Bradley. Which I forgot to get him to sign the book, but that's all right. I can go. Yeah, we can go back and get him to do that. And, of course, we all t- we talked to Craig yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, I have no problem stepping in and talking to somebody that I have absolutely no idea what's going on with. I just sit and ask them the same questions. What's your favorite color? <laughs> How do, you like, do you like long walks on the beach? <laughs> I like toast. <laughs> what do you prefer on your toast? Jelly or jam? <laughs> I don't want to hear any crap about vinaigrette. And you know what I mean by that. But I eat a, I eat a brioche toast with a Irish butter and jam today for breakfast. A what? What did you say about my mama? Brioche toast. <laughs> Laura bought some brioche bread. Brioche bread. Brioche. 
It sounds made. That sounds made up. Brioche. That's not what, real. Sonic uses as their buns with now. Irish, with Irish butter and Smucker's jam. So you put something awesome on something not real. <laughs> <laughs> so you ate nothing for breakfast. You ate so Irish you ate some and jam. jam and <laughs> you put on your butter mixed together. Just, <laughs> just it off. Brioche is what they usually make French toast out of. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I think Hardee's and Sonic uses brioche. <laughs> Why do you not like brioche? I just don't like that word. It sounds stupid. Mark said it sounds like if that, made if up. If that word was a person, I would bully it. Don't <laughs> uh, bully the bread. I'm a bread bully. Brioche. I mean, why don't you just call it bread? It looks like bread. If you showed me that picture without the word, I'd be like, oh, there's some bread. But if you ate it, you'd say, this is a different kind of bread than normal. Yeah, it's like if you get sourdough bread, you just don't call it bread. Yes, I do. Because that's what it is. Wheat bread, you don't just call it bread. It's wheat bread. So if you're saying there was a there was some brioche, see how <laughs> stupid saying it's in the bar. That's <laughs> stupid if you said it. When you said it. <laughs> and I said, hand me some of that bread. You'd be like, what? What are you possibly talking about? Well, if you got more than one type of bread there, yeah. But if it is, it is identified as bread. Yes. I mean, it looks like bread. But it ain't something. It's, it's trying to be something else. <laughs> and I don't like that. I don't like lies, okay? <laughs> okay so if I, so I'm, I'm, I'm just took weird. a Metallica CD and a Justin Bieber CD and oh, said, come on. that's music oh, right there. Oh, come on. And you're just like, hey, hand me that music CD. Well, Mark would be like, like I would never say, hand me that music CD. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be mistaken with a CD-ROM. Oh, yeah, I want to play StarCraft right, 1. I mean, that's CD wrong. Let's have a discussion about Lefty Lucy Righty Tidy. I use that. Mark gets mad about it. I know, but I use it. Lefty Lucy Righty Tidy. I use it at work. That's a law. You're going in a circle. There is no right or left in circles. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I like to say stuff, too. <laughs> Oh, Johnny Blender would have a fit. Over Lefty Lucy? Yes, because he's a mechanic. He's a mechanic. Well, he probably doesn't have to use that. Oh, yeah, everybody uses Lefty Lucy, righty tighty. Well, everybody lives a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's not uncommon. We're all living in a The true. government lies to us all the time about aliens and stuff. <laughs> and you're surprised somebody's going to lie to you about Lefty Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> is, is Lefty Lucy a lie or righty tighty? Look, it's like I said, if you're asking somebody for directions, you're a stop sign. You, you say, do I go right or left? Nobody says, well, you get out and you start running in a circle. It's a straight line, right or left. When you're undoing a bolt, it's it's a circle. Okay, there is no right or left You still have circles. to turn the steering wheel, which is a circle. <laughs> so you have to turn it left or but, you have to turn it right. Yeah, to go in a linear Wait. Direction, left or right, but you're yeah. not going in a circle. Just because you're turning a circle you doesn't turn mean you're the going steering, in If one. you turn the steering wheel left, you're going to go in the left-hand circle. If you do not Nobody straighten it back that. out, take a left-hand circle at the stop <laughs> sign. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> I ended the bread thing, though, didn't I? Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> this is a hill I'm ready to die on. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I'll take an arrow to the knee for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Me against the world. 
the fall of Lefty Lucy. <laughs> Middle fingers flying. That's what I'll be known for. <laughs> That's what we're putting on your tombstone. Here's the guy that killed Lefty Lucy. <laughs> Conqueror of Lefty Lucy. That's going to be on the back. back. <laughs> yes. All right, so what do y'all want to do? You want to get up and walk around a little bit? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. See gotta, what we can score today? i got to get out of this. Uh, Let's go fishing for people. Fishing for people. Let's go people fishing. Can I have a Let's fishing pole? Yep. That's I, don't, I do not want to know what your bait is. Our flyers. <laughs> our lovely faces. <laughs> Are we catfishing? <laughs> we're uh, we're going to go get them Quidditch team down here. Yes, we need to go get the University of Southern Mississippi athletic team. Y'all be like, where'd Mark go? <laughs> Everybody looking forward to Game of Thrones tonight? Uh, yes, I am. Yes. It's going to be epic. Okay, we're believe gonna put it through the PA again. Yeah, it's bit, it's very bittersweet because I, I'm looking forward to it, but it's the next to the last episode. I am shocked that they built the Night King up for eight seasons or whatever and then killed him in the one episode. Yeah, I think the... Just, the reasoning is because it's the reveal that Cersei is the big bad, mm. and he's like the he's like the mini boss you have to beat to get to the. <laughs> yeah, boss. okay, 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 okay. I don't. I'm not. This is my theory. And this I don't know if Reddit has anything about it because I don't know how to crank them up yet. Yeah. But, uh, I think they built him up, especially in the latter seasons, because of the um, because of the prequel they're doing. He's going to be a part of that. Oh. Yeah, because he's like thousands of years old. Yeah, so okay. he's going to be a part of that. That the prequel is going to be like a thousand years before Game of Thrones begins. So a thousand, I think a thousand, a long time ago. Wait, it's going to yes. be about the first men. It's going to be about the first men and the making of the Ice King. See, wow. that would be cool because then it brings the children of the forest in right. that they just barely touched on. So that's why they built him up so much, I think. It's and then they could bring in the children of the corn, too. She needs a baby daddy. <laughs> oh, somebody that just walked by. Yeah. Yes, that that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. You're gonna leave that in there. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm leaving in from? You know what? Hey. You know what I'm leaving in from yesterday? <laughs> See now I'm editing all this. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> from yesterday, Kellogg's like, huh? What? I was like, oh, did you have something in your eye? He said, hey, yeah. I said, I said, Spider Gwen, maybe. <laughs> I wanted to take a quick minute to tell everyone where they can find real pop culture online in what we call The List. You just made The List! Thank you, Chris Jericho. You can go to www.realpopculture.com. That's our website. You can listen to episodes right there. You can download the Podomatic app, search for Real Pop Culture. You can download and listen to episodes there. Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash realpopculturepodcast. Our Twitter is at realpopculture1. We're on Instagram. Search for us there. We're on iTunes, Google Play. You have to go to Google Play Music and then search for Real Pop Culture. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. All episodes are re-aired on The Edge Radio US, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You just made the list! You can go to AdvertiseCast.com and find out how you, yes, you, can be a part of Real Pop Culture by way of advertising. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's area code 662-305-9783. You just made the list! And last but not least, you can always email us, popcultureforreal, that's the number for real, at gmail.com. Right. Now, do y'all have an official name? Uh, we're just USM Quidditch. Just USM yes. Quidditch. All yes. right, go ahead and tell me your names. I'm Catherine Verplates. I'm Michaela Crane. I'm Anne-Marie Norris. And you are USM Quidditch. Yes. yes. The University of Southern Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Okay, now explain it. 
So Quidditch is a co-ed full contact sport. So we only have a mouth guard for protection. And uh, since it's co-ed, anyone can play. So there is a rule called titles nine and three quarters uh, to where we can't discriminate based on gender. And so during a game, no more than four of the same gender can play. And before every game, the head ref will go up to a team like, is there anyone we might just ask if, ask if there's anyone we might misgender? And so it's very inclusive sport. Um, our team has only been around for six years, and it's been around long enough to have 12 different versions of the rule book. Six years? Yeah. Wow. So it is still fairly new, and even though the sport is from Harry Potter, we're not officiated with Harry Potter. Um, since the muggle form of Quidditch is uh, there's... There's four, there's four <laughs> positions, as in, like, the book. So there's a keeper. They guard the goals. Um, chasers, who are in charge of making goals. Beaters, whose job is to keep goals from happening. And the seeker, whose job is to catch the snitch. Um, the best part is the seeking, because the snitch is an actual person. So it's like a tennis ball attached to a sock. And it's attached to the back of someone's shorts and they have to run around the pitch before. Uh, and so the seeker has to catch the snitch for the game to actually end. Okay, now so, scoring. Scoring is taking, it's a volleyball mm -hmm. or what is called a quaffle in the game. It, and you score it through one of three hoops. All three hoops are equal the same amount. Ten they points. all are 10 points or one, depending on how you want to write it down. And then catching the snitch would be 30 points, and then ends the game. The game lasts at least 18 minutes. And so before it set up in quarters, or is No, it it's 18 straight? minutes straight, straight before the seekers are released. And so the game does not end until the snitch is caught. And the longest I've seen a game go is at least an hour. Wow. Yeah. Now how many people do you have on your team? We are a small team. Um, for a majority of the years we've had what's called a skeleton team to where it's just enough for people to play. So the low, lowest we've had is seven people. The most we've had is like 25. But you can only take 21 to a tournament. Because okay. at this moment we are the only Quidditch team in Mississippi. So you automatically get a national title, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's how that works. I wish. So... <laughs> We're a part of an organization called USQ, United States Quidditch, and you have to be recognized by them to be considered an actual Quidditch team. And uh, for where we are, the South is considered from Mississippi to like Florida. Mm -hmm. And Alabama and Georgia doesn't have a team, so we have to travel for Florida most of the time. And then we go over to a Southwest, which is like Texas and Louisiana, and we play LSU all, a lot of the time. Okay, well, how many official teams are actually out there? Do you know? No, well, it's a lot. It it's is a lot. Oh, yeah, it's all over the country. Yes. And then it's even played worldwide. Yes. Wow. There's an actual World Cup. There's like an international cup that, like, England, Australia, that's coming up. They normally do that during the summer. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I've yes. never heard of this other than Harry Potter. Yes. We've seen some YouTube videos, but we actually thought it was 
playing. <laughs> it's an actual thing. It's an actual that thing. That is cool. Now, do you play position? Yep. I'm a beater. You're I basically beater. play ball, dodgeball. Okay. I'm a chaser, so I'm the one that tries to score. And, and I'm a beater as well. <laughs> that is too cool. It is. Yeah. I love it's it. It's really intense, though. Our problem when talking to people about Quidditch, because they see Quidditch and they think Harry Potter, and, but they don't realize how much of a sport it is. The worst I've seen is a shattered leg. Because you are playing against, uh, since co-ed, you're playing with a lot of the other genders. And so it's like big men and you got like tiny people and they just get ram sex. Mm -hmm. Did we have someone last year shatter their elbow? Probably. Yeah. The worst I've gotten is a concussion. I had a huge bruise. Oh, actually, no. I've damaged the, my intercostal muscles, bruised the hip. Got cleated multiple times. Yeah. Community teams are really intense. They're scary. Yeah. Community teams? Yep. So yeah. there's the college level and the community level. Uh, the college level, you just have to be enrolled in the university. And so that's mostly like people in their 20s. Whereas community teams, you can be however old, and they get to practice more than we do because they don't have to follow the same rules that we have. Dude, we're so getting the community <laughs> team. Yes. And so community teams, they're like, well, until their early 30s. And like, they're 30s. Oh, we might be too old on this <laughs> Yeah. And you do have to like hurts. ride a broomstick. It's a PVC oh, yeah. pipe. Actually, a broomstick. Yes, mm. it's, for us, it's just a PVC pipe. Yes. And it's not as weird that people make it out no. to be. It's for us. It's more of a handicap. handicap. Uh, so, cause since we are beaters, are mostly playing dodgeball. If I hit you with the dodgeball, that means you're out temporarily. Yeah. So you have to get off of your broom, and that like signals to everyone that you're out of play until you run back to your own hoops, tag tag in, and come back. And you have to drop any balls that you have. Yeah. Wasn't this a style of play represented a Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's the internship in the internship. It is yes. played 100% wrong. Is it? Okay. It's 100% wrong. So what kind of field are you playing on? Um, football like a, field. A soccer field normally. Yeah, it's more yeah it's, the pitch is more set up like a soccer field. Yeah. Is it the same length? Yeah. About, or I guess a, a little, little bit shorter. A little shorter. bit shorter. So you're having to it run up and down a soccer field, oh, length yeah. field, with a broomstick yeah. between your mm -hmm. legs. I have an asthma attack every tournament. Wow. There's a lot yes. going on at once because you have like the beaters doing their thing and then the chasers are doing their thing and then once the snitch gets out you have them doing their thing and the seeker at the same time. There's like, like six refs on the field at all times. To keep up yes. with all the different positions and what's going on. And there's no gameplay stop unless the ref calls it. So it's just continuous play nonstop. Yes. Yeah. But we do have like subs, so we're not, and if you have the people for it, we do like sub out during the game as well. Okay, so well you're that, not on in the whole entire yeah. time. Yeah. If <laughs> you have the people. If you have the people. So if you're on the skeleton crew, then you might yeah, have one sub yeah. that can. Yeah. Yes. Are you fine? Is there a lot of people to show up to these footage matches? Normally, yeah. just yeah, the teams and then the family members definitely. For like come bigger in. universities, it's a big thing. Since we're a small school, and since we're the only one in Mississippi, we only get like a couple teams coming out to our tournaments. Yeah. Well, how would they? How would other schools get one started? 
you have to go, you just have to go to usq.org and they have easy links to follow on like how to start your own Quidditch team. Um, they also have links if you want to start it on a high school level and a kid level because they got Quidditch and high school Quidditch. Is there any high school teams out there? Not that I know of. I don't know any, but I've seen Quidditch. I was like, two people we've talked to have actually, um, there's a girl that said she was going to Ole Miss and then someone else that said he was transferring to Ole Miss. So, like, if they all can get together, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's three people right there. You just need, like, I mean, it would be easier drive on us. Yeah, we yeah. could Because <laughs> the regionals this year was nine hours away for us. That's how I know about the Harry Potter version. I got it all on VHS, DVD, and all on my DVR right now. <laughs> I know Harry Potter. Oh, well, I don't have kids, and I just bought them straight up to watch it. <laughs> 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 this is this conference here is for the nerd sports. We're talking about the fighters out there. We have the police team. We have the. Uh, the other. I, going with what they're talking about, I don't think this is a nerd sport. <laughs> 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 People are going to associate Oh, yeah. <laughs> you scared our, our, our main guy Because <laughs> he honestly thought it was just like the Harry Potter thing. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> That's been our biggest problem with recruitment. Yeah. A lot of people think it's just a, a club. Well, maybe this will help a little bit. Yes. Actually getting to explain how you play it. I, we honestly had no idea. They got an old man. We can start our own team. And he doesn't like Harry Potter either. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta get one more person. Harvard has a Quidditch team. Harvard's got a Quidditch team. They're really good. Yeah. Harvard's good at everything. Yeah. 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 They just had the uh, national cup like two weekends ago, and it was in Texas. Nice. Texas has a lot of teams. Yes, yeah. they do. Cool. Do y'all have a website for the USM footage? We have a Facebook page. Okay. What is our Facebook page called? Uh, I think it's Southern Miss Footage. Southern Miss Footage? Yeah. Yep, yes. Southern Miss Footage. Okay. Anyway else? You got anything else you want to pull? Uh, Instagram? Or That's that? all we have at the moment. We're actually in the process of like doing more with it because like yes. we want to get business cards started this year maybe if we get invited back next year to like t-shirts and stuff for sale we're yes. a big transfer of power yes, yes we are if y'all come back next year and you get t-shirts i'll want one definitely i definitely yes. want we want to go footage. like all out we want to do koozies we want stickers <laughs> keychains let's do it yeah. keychains are easy stickers are easy yes. uh, i mean we normally have stickers but our sticker guy, wherever he went, did not uh, order them in time. So we didn't think we were going to be this popular. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. We thought we were just going to, you know, just be chilling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We. Now, are y'all doing another show in today? It was at 12:45, but there was no one here. Also, it was during Sean's uh, like Q and A. Yeah. It's oh. like they're going to be paying attention to him and yeah, us. So. I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. We did. Well, they're going to let y'all redo it. We didn't ask. We didn't ask. We were we also, we also, we also weren't that concerned. Because <laughs> we did three yesterday. And, yeah. and we didn't, we missed all three of them yesterday. Yeah. Well, we are popular with the kids. Yes, yeah, very popular. It was really fun playing with them. So I think next year we kind of want to do something geared more towards kids. 
because they seem like to have a lot of Well, fun. yeah, I mean, if, yeah. You, if you get the Quidditch set up, then you're already set up for your community teams and your high school teams yeah. and your college teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that has to be pretty cool. Yeah. Be See, fun. we were talking about, like, yeah. um, making LSU come with us. Yeah. Now, do they come to the other teams, or y'all just no. travel to Florida? Um, no, we, the farthest we've gone is Texas, and we'll travel all the way to South Carolina, the farthest, well, then we've gone to Tennessee at one point. But they don't travel down here? They, no. The ones that come to ours would be one Florida team and um, the two Louisiana schools. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can get Oxford team set up here. I'm actually fighting for this, dude. I, I want to watch a Quidditch game. Yeah. I would say if they want to, like, contact us through our Facebook, we can try and help a little bit, too. Okay. Yeah. The games get really intense. People get extremely competitive. Oh, yes. yes it is. It's extremely it's scary. intense. Yeah. And it's funny because I just like to think of Quidditch as a drunk joke that's gone too far. <laughs> but it's been so long that you kind of just, like, have to keep it going. That's what this podcast Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we were drunk when I said, hey, we ought to do this. And drunk footage is a thing. <laughs> we still do this. <laughs> well, thank y'all for stopping and explaining this to us. Thank yeah. you for having us. This is fun. Yeah, we'll uh, tag the Facebook page that way. You can share if you want to. We're making so many friends here. I love it. Is this first yeah. yeah. No. This is my first con ever. Yes. This is all. And seeing people, I'm like, oh, it's such a good cast. I'm like, I have no idea who you are, but you look good. Since like 2017. So, and I'm very much the biggest fangirl on the team. Yeah, she's, she's our expert. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the expert. We're just following her around. This, this is... <laughs> Y'all were fixing literally go worldwide. Oh, wow. 109 <laughs> countries. I'm excited. You're <laughs> famous today. <laughs> so maybe when y'all come back, we can have you back on. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. Those beaners have been super beneficial. Yeah, it's been fun. Well, I thank y'all again very much for coming and talking to us. Thank you. This is so much fun. And anytime y'all ever want to get back on here or y'all got something big going on yeah. get up with us through Facebook or something we'll do a call in or I'm always in Hattiesburg so yeah we have our own uh, tournament it's called the Hub City Cup and we'll we haven't decided on a date yet but it'll be in the fallish. okay mm -hmm. definitely let us know about that we'll post it on the Facebook page as well oh, we usually have like yeah. an event set up on there yeah so. sounds good thank y'all again thank you, thank you. Yep, yep. All right, we're in the red. What's up, man? How you been? Good, man. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, the, was it two years ago today when you, you were our neighbor? Absolutely. It wasn't last year. It was year before. Right. before. And um, well, nobody can see us. I guess I should introduce <laughs> Matthew actually sitting here with us. Um, yeah, so it was two years, so we got, well, got some catching up to do. A lot's Absolutely. been going on since then. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy two years, man, no doubt about it. Yeah, because you started out, correct me if I'm wrong, just doing the the artwork stuff, but right. now you're doing TV and movies. I and am. I've been in over 30 different TV shows and films over the past year alone. Wow. Uh, some of those being like The Resident, Ozark, The Gifted, uh, The Originals, Nashville, um, 
list could go on and on. I've been more than blessed, man. It's How do you find crazy. time to do all this? I don't sleep. You don't sleep I, at I all? Honestly, don't. Uh, um, I'm actually doing a show where I'm headlining with Peter Cullen, which is Peter, or Optimus Prime from Transformers, and uh, Alan Oppenheimer, which is Skeletor from Master of the Universe. Nice. And we're headlining in California in about a week and a half. So I've literally got six hours of sleep last week finishing artwork for Alan and Peter both. Oh, so, wow. It's just what you gotta do, man. You gotta sacrifice to make some people happy sometimes. And yeah, those those shows were big in the early '80s. They Absolutely. gotta they gotta be getting on up there. Oh yeah. And oh, they yeah. still do stuff, right? I mean, they're still Alan, doing. I think he's like 82. And he's still doing the Optimus Prime voice, right? Uh, well, and... Alan, he he's Skeletor. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, they're doing stuff all the time. And I know Peter; he's still doing voice work for Optimus whenever they ask. So I couldn't imagine anybody else doing a voice. I know for that's a very distinct voice. It sure is, man. You just you just gotta be you gotta be that guy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I just I was telling Lynn earlier. I look at people like y'all that have so much on your plate and you get it all done. And I'm like, you know, give me some tips on time management huh? other than no sleep. I I can't hardly get in the, the stuff that I try to get Honestly, in. Honestly, it's yeah. just about uh, determination. It really yeah. is. Just seeing that finish line at the end of the tunnel and knowing what it's going to mean to people and everything. Because I that's the one thing I don't want to disappoint anybody. And yeah. if anybody's ever met me at a show, I do everything in my possible power to make you happy or make you laugh or whatever when you you know are at my booth. So I never want to disappoint anybody, and that's the biggest driving reason why I push myself to get things on done on time as much as possible. And loving what you do doesn't hurt, I'm sure. No, that's the key, man. If you don't have that heart and that passion, then it shows. It really does. And you won't last that long, no matter what you're doing. Either you're mowing lawns or baking cakes. You're right. not going to do it very long if your heart's really not in it. So what do you do to unwind? I mean, do you take vacations? Do you take breaks? Do you have any hobbies? Honestly, other than... the way I unwind, I'm in my hotel room working. That's it. <laughs> uh, me and John Anderson from uh, Guardians, we sit in our hotel room last night as I was uh, working on something. We were watching live PD on A&E. You know, stuff like that. That's, you know, getting to talk to you guys, you know, friends yeah. like that, family at shows. That's that's the biggest relaxation time for me, man. That's what I get most out of anything. Do you get a day off? I mean... Well, the cons are typically the weekends, yeah. and then you, you, when you're on set, that's probably during the week or right. both. It is. During the um, week, I'm either in Knoxville, Nashville, or Atlanta doing some kind of acting gig, thankfully, thank God, and knock on wood. But, uh, yeah, on the weekends, I'm somewhere across the country. I'm always traveling and doing a special celebrity signing at conventions across the country. Yeah, I would imagine at some point, if it hasn't already... You would be at a concert of it, but hey, there's the guy that does the, the, the cool pictures for the celebrities and all that stuff. Yeah. But then it's eventually going to become, hey, that's that guy I saw on TV last night. It's getting kind of crazy. Um, I've done, it's kind of crazy. I've been a top cast as a cop and a detective on a lot of these true crime shows that I've been doing. And I literally, I've been having people stop me because they recognize me. And I've never thought in a million years that would be me, especially if you all saw me out there, guys. I have spiky hair and a beard and all this stuff. You would not think I was a cop whatsoever. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to see me with a shaved face and hair combed over and all that jazz so just have as much fun as I possibly can with it it's nuts I'm sure it varies greatly but what is what was it typically like on set is there a lot of hurry up and wait Lots. Uh, is there Lots. is there some of the like you go back to your trailer or wherever you're at and then they call you back because they, kinda they forgot something go, either a holding type situation or you have your own you know trailer type situation. That's I got you. Yeah, it's a lot of hurry up and wait, man. Uh, a lot of standing, a lot of redoing the same thing over and over, you know, for hours on end. But once that thing comes down, about two, three, four, five, six months. You're proud of the punch to see it, man. Oh, yeah. And that time was well worth it once you get to finally see yourself and, you know, get to see yourself on screen and get to tell people about it, too. I would imagine as busy as you are, as many appearances as you've done, um, 
at some point it'd be like, man, I've got this already booked, but I got offered this, and I'm a, I'm already I can't you can't be more than one place at once. So well, actually, it's funny you say that. I was actually asked to be on another episode of Snap this weekend, and uh, at the con. To come here, I, I don't want to let anybody down. So yeah. I don't let anything like that happen. Uh, if I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, I'm there. But I, I do have to turn down quite a bit of stuff because I get told you know last minute, and I've already been booked a year in advance for these shows and stuff. So. I'm definitely not going to be that tough at this point. And I imagine the doing the the acting gigs lends to the art stuff too, oh, absolutely. because you do so much for celebrities. And, it does. Uh, you do it so much. It goes hand in hand, especially with doing what I do. And plus, it keeps things fresh too. There's always new TV shows. Of my acting buddies, they're always getting a new show or something. You know, once they leave one that they're on currently, so it stays fresh. And it gives me more options of things to do too. Right. And uh, we're actually we're in talks right now to. I guess I'm going to make an announcement here that I've never announced All right, exclusive. Else. We're I like exclusive. in talks to do a movie right now. Oh, good. So we're in the very beginning stages. It's going to be written by me and Leslie, my wife. Oh, nice. And uh, we've already been in talks with quite a few people. So in the next year or so, we should have quite a bit more to tell you guys. That is really, really cool, about this. That's really cool. I was just fixing to ask you, and I imagine that's part of the answer, is what what's something you want to do next, like the next big thing you want to... Honestly, probably get our own movie out there. Yeah. Or start a rock band. That's the one thing I haven't done yet. Or be a photo model or something, man. You know, learn to surf. Well, I can I can tell you from the, the rock band perspective, it's it's a thankless job, but it's very oh, trust fun. Me, trust me. I can understand. If anybody can relate, I think I could. Well, in 20 years, we've only been thrown out of two places, so I guess yeah. I guess our record isn't that bad. That's a good, ra- you know, that's yeah. a good ratio. 20 years, you yeah. know, getting kicked out twice. And I would like to announce, just for you guys, because I love doing stuff with real pop culture. You guys have always been good to me and everything. I would like you all to know first that I will be on the uh, Watchmen on HBO. Nice. I landed oh, nice. Uh, a key FBO, FBI role on there, and uh, I will be in episode three. So nice. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to premiere uh, right after Game of Thrones here in about three or four weeks. Hopefully. Looking forward to that. Uh, Me too. It, it seems a like a lot of these acting gigs, uh, just from an outside perspective, it seems like it's, it's a snowball, a good kind of snowball. It really effect. is, man. I've been so blessed. Uh, the first thing I did, I went for a big cattle call for the originals. You know, I'd never been on a set like that before or anything, and it was like a cattle call of like 600 people. And out of all those people, they pulled me out of everybody and put me right behind the main cast and all that stuff to do the scenes with. And from then on out, it's just been absolutely nuts. Yeah. And that's why I've been trying to give back as much as I possibly can, because I have had more luck and more blessings than anybody truly deserves. It seems, it seems like a really good time to be an actor or actress, because... There's so much out there, so many good shows. There's so much not going on in L.A. now. I mean, most most of the things that's going on out there is post-production type stuff. But all the main hardy productions and films and stuff, that's all going on in Atlanta and Mm -hmm. Nashville. It really is. And if you like the true crime stuff, that's going on in Knoxville. They're filming all those there. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling somebody the other day, it's like Atlanta's becoming the new Hollywood. It really is, and they're actually, they've got a petition out to make it y'all wood, I kid you not. <laughs> Y-A-L-L wood. That is funny. There is a petition out there that want to make a Hollywood sign. just because like it's that. funny. Oh, yeah. And uh, hopefully they'll stay there. Uh, they're there because of the tax incentives and everything, and as soon as the tax incentives leaves, the movies and TV shows will leave, too. And it's oh, been, that, been that way ever since time began, so they'll follow the money. But hopefully they'll stick around there because I love doing stuff in Atlanta. Yeah, but this is the first that I remember big surge of a place. Like yeah. people film all over, but typically you would think Hollywood. But now you think Atlanta, just like we were saying, exactly. just as much. And they need more people than they have, or they have more parts than they have people. 
So if you all ever thought you could be an extra or a featured extra in anything, now's the time. Go to Central Casting. We've actually Atlanta. talked about that. We've I think that would lend itself to the podcast. That's how everybody has to pay their dues, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't care who you are. If you're Brad Pitt, Julie Rock, whoever, you still had to do some crap jobs to get to where you I are. I do have kind of a Brad Pitt look to me. So you do. Yeah. Well, see, the first time I met you, it was either Brad or Angelina. I couldn't decide which one. A little both. Best of both worlds. <laughs> But no, I was telling somebody the other day that um, if you ever need a somebody that's sort of like a, a biker or a guy that chops down trees with yeah. axes, just give me a holler. If they do a Paul Bunyan biopic, yeah, the guy. I'm the guy, yeah. Or if I need to wear a kilt, I could rock a kilt. Yeah. I could Not talk, everybody can sport, sport some bagpipes. I'm good with that. Yeah, you got that covered, man. <laughs> so i got to tell you a funny story yeah. real quick. I was taking a picture of the girls while ago, and, of course, your booth is in the background. Yeah. And... Picture I bought from you yesterday, she picked out out of everything that was up on the kid really? up there. You had a selfie sell. That's awesome. <laughs> That's and awesome. I, I just started thinking, I was like, well, I'm glad I bought that yesterday because she points it out like an hour ago. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that picture. See, great minds think a lot. That's, and yeah. trust me, whenever I get to make somebody happy like that, that's what it's all about for oh, me, Oh, she man. is it going really to is. love that picture. That's awesome. Good, 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 good. I, that makes me happy. That makes my heart very happy. What are some pieces you've worked on lately, art-wise? Of course, I told you about the Optimus Prime and the Skeletor piece. Um, I just got through doing... I can see that from here. Those look really good. I did a Wolverine piece based on a Todd McFarlane panel from one of his comic books back in the day. I've been doing a lot of things where I found a a bunch of my artwork from middle school, and I've been going back and redoing it today to see the comparison between how I did (laughs) middle school and now. That's cool. And that's kind of how I did with the Wolverine piece, and I did the same thing with Ghost Rider. Anybody out there, if you all were comic fans, Ghost Rider number 15 actually glowed in the dark. And it was the most awesome thing ever. And nice. so that's what I drew. You got I it? drew that, and I actually painted a version, too, because it's black and white on the comic book cover. So I did a full version in color of Ghost Rider. And I've also got... The Deadpool you got. And I've got a brand new Deadpool piece that's sporting the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. And he's uh, kind of flipping everybody off, too. So it's kind of <laughs> fitting for Deadpool. That's awesome. And I've also got Dragon Ball Z. I did a, a picture of Goku for Peter Kalamis, the first voice of Goku. I've, I've done a lot, man. This uh, I've had a lot of new artwork from the first of the year already, man. It's one of the biggest art years I've had in a while as far as quantity and stuff. Well, that's awesome. How do you decide when you're going to make an appearance like this? Because at this point, now you've done so many pieces. Yeah. How do you decide what stays and what comes with you? Or does it, do you bring Honestly, it all with you? Honestly, it's what fits in the portfolios anymore. I have to make some tough calls. A lot of times I'll keep things in the bin, but I won't keep them on the wall or the portfolios just because of having to save space. And stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of tough choices. Either that or have to get bigger portfolios. Cause yeah, because I've got over a hundred and something choices as it is right now. Wow. Like if somebody showed up and said, "I, I want to, I'd love it to have an Andrew Lincoln," right? And you may have that back at, you know. See, Walking Dead, I'll always keep those on hand, just yeah. so, just because I've done so much with the cast. Right. Plus, yeah. I definitely they I owe them my career hands yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll say Rick Grimes right there. Yeah. And no, that I was one just, was actually featured on the Talking Dead last season too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember they're pulling that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Riggs, his house in Sonoya, where everybody tours now in Georgia, it actually has my pencil drawing and painting in his house for people to tour now. Sweet. So, The Walking Dead, they have been so good to me 1,000 times over. Atlanta. That's what we're, yeah. Exactly. They've had a big part in, in the Atlanta scene. Absolutely. Without a doubt. They have pulled a lot of attention down that way. Absolutely. Well, um, update us again on all your social media, where Absolutely. people can find your stuff and what Everybody, your schedule. you can find my website. It's artofmatthewatchley.com. It's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. 
And from there, it has all my social media. It has Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz on there. And uh, I've got a complete tour schedule on there, too. So I will be in a city near you. We're on our uh, the Wayward Sun tour right now. It's a five-week tour. We're going all the way from this show right here in uh, Tupelo all the way to California to Mobile to Chicago. Wow. So we're going to be hitting all kinds of shows on this little tour we're doing. And... Uh, We've got all kinds of special announcements coming up, so stay tuned. I'm going to be posting everything on all my social media. Absolutely. Well, I hope to see you again here next year. We Absolutely, catch up again. Absolutely, guys. It's or maybe even before then, you're, you're all over the place, and we, we're kind of all over the place, too, with between the band and this. So right. Maybe we'll run in, into each other. Hey, the good ones always do, man. <laughs> <laughs> they say the cream floats to the top, right? There you go. There you go. Well, thanks for doing this again, hey, man. I don't want to keep you long. I know you got you to load up and hit the road. Before you leave, okay, we need to get you to sign our book. We could have okay. made this a two for... Oh, <laughs> two for one. Brother John making his way. Look how tall you got this microphone up. Like, what the hell? <laughs> we wouldn't be able to sit down. Oh, we got the mutant coming back to the podcast. <laughs> you don't need it way up there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Behemoth. <laughs> you remember, like, Deuce Bigelow? You remember that chick? That's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sasquatch. Real, real funny, guys. Real funny. <laughs> no, hey, I was on, just guys? resetting stuff. So. Oh, okay. Or are you not recording any of that? We're yeah, recording. Yeah. Okay, right on. Hey, yeah. We stay in the zone, man. We're right, always turned right, up. Right. Especially How you when we got you coming over, we know we need to have it off the bat. That's yeah. Right. yeah. He's going to say something crazy. Get it on film. <laughs> yeah. It's been a busy day for us. Like I was telling somebody earlier, Sundays is always a better day for us right. because everybody's you know closing up shop and got sure. time to come do an interview. So we... We always get all of our interviews almost on Sunday. Right. But, uh, right. How's it been for you this weekend? It's awesome. I love Tupelo, man. This is like the, the, the little second city to Birmingham, man. Absolutely. And it's not too bad of a drive. No, it's a couple hours. Yeah. Oh. And it's not a hard drive. I'm going to go hit the road. You guys take it easy. And <laughs> <laughs> We'll just hold the microphone out as you run sure, by next sure, time. Sure, You got until I get to the door to get <laughs> this. <laughs> I'll just follow you out to the car with a mobile unit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, it's been what a year since we. No, it was Railroad Festival. Because yeah, I was at Horicon here last time. I didn't come to Tupelo. Last we talked year. at the Railroad Festival though last right, year. So right, right. Amory, it's been Railroad a year. Festival. Yeah, I met John Anderson, the country singer. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. So catch us up on everything between last year and now. Uh, just what did we miss? Highways, man. A uh, bunch of movies, TV shows have been coming around. Uh, you know, SAG actor now. That was pretty cool. Got into the guild, the union, if you will. That's. Moving up, moving forward. Get the chain down the field. Nice. I saw the teaser that you posted on Facebook, and I haven't seen Endgame. I'm supposed to go to Tuesday to see Endgame. Sure. Well, did you make it? Were you in there? Uh, people, I have only seen it the one time. I, well, maybe, did I see it? Yeah, it's one time so far. And people tell me they saw me running around in this specific scene, but I have not seen it yet. But I saw it in IMAX 3D, so everything's like blurry and crazy anyway. Yeah. So. But you did shoot scenes. I mean, oh, you yeah, were yeah, there. Yeah, I was okay. In nice, nice. Yeah, I was there. So, how many is this for you? Uh, that was the fifth Marvel movie I worked on. Nice. And every Sweet. time is, is the Reaver? Uh, or no, other? no, that's time I was just a human being. Same thing with uh, Panther, I was just a regular guy uh, as a reporter in that. And then Spider Man Homecoming, I was a tourist. So. Nice. And I, I saw know, it. man, the boss is back. Maybe we'll get it back into Guardians 3. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Uh, yeah, it, it was cool to see that you did Doom Patrol. Yeah, right? yeah no, I felt kind of dirty doing it, too. <laughs> you did? <laughs> it's like I felt bad. Like I was playing for the other team, man. I shouldn't have been doing it. Like you got to run the gamut. Training. You got to do it all. You yeah, know? man. I was, well, yeah, if you got money, pay me. I'm in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just got into the Doom Patrol show, and that's that's really cool. Um 
you know, DC's got its own streaming service now. But I'm, I'm a little concerned because, like, everybody wants a streaming service now. And I think we're in the middle of the streaming company. service wars. That's going to be yeah, a big one. Disney Plus is going to put a hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they own, like, what, is it 60% of Hulu now? You know, because so, they bought the Fox actually. And they're only going to be, like, six ninety nine a month? Yeah, yeah. So I'm all about some Disney. And that's, like, all the new Star Wars shows. you get got the Marvel shows coming back over there. Netflix kicked them to the curb. So let's see what they come up with, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they got the big money because they don't just do streaming. <laughs> they do quite a few other things. <laughs> oh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be like Marvel's car characters on movie budgets on a TV series. And that's going to be killer, dude. And again, with it being cheaper than Netflix, a lot of people are going to jump ship because I listened to uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, and they were naming off all the stuff that Disney owns that they could put. Yeah. It's like you, the things you forget about, you know. Sure, like the... You know, does this mean that Tim Curry is now a Disney princess? Maybe so. I yeah. Don't know. They own ESPN too, don't they? ESPN? No, they didn't get those. They didn't get ESPN. I don't think they got any of the sports or the news yeah. or any of that. They got all like the film archive right, okay. and all the film TV shows, but they didn't touch any of the the live broadcast stuff. Uh, I have uh, fun watching your uh, Facebook. Uh, Where's Brother John? How did that start off? I don't know. I just it just started as a joke about a year or two ago. Like actually, when Guardians of the Galaxy started, it was uh, kind of like Where's Waldo, but with more me. Yeah, it works though. And I'm a hell of a lot easier to spot than that guy. I'm like taller <laughs> than everybody. You know? Everybody was asking me. I, I got here Friday. I forgot about Doom Patrol, and then somebody messaged me on Facebook. It was like, Hey man, I saw you on that show last night. I'm like, Oh cool, I haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. I'll get around to it. <laughs> Sooner or later this week, I'll, I'll be sitting at home and get my free trial and go back to watching Marvel stuff. <laughs> was that season two of Stranger Things you were in? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You probably can't. You can't tell us if you are in season three. Probably at this uh, point, cause... I couldn't tell you anything about it to be honest with you. But I guess July fifth week or July fourth week. Fourth. July fourth. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Man. Right on. What is your prediction as far as even though I haven't seen Endgame, sure. I, I know that it's kind of the the wrapping up of a. Right. Kind of a phase, right. and what do you think is going to be next for the the? Oh, Endgame was awesome. I'm gonna spoil it for you. I'm spoil the shit. Out. Oh, I'm gonna spoil the shit out. Yo, ET showed up. Oh yes, uh, finally. Uh, uh, Cheech and Chong made a cameo. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, no, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know what they're gonna do in Phase Four, but my personal vote is I want to. You know, you've got Fox under your belt now. Let's get a proper world-threatening, like psychotic, evil Doctor Doom villain here. Let's build up like Thanos to a Doctor Doom movie. I think that's what's begging to happen. Do you think they'll incorporate the X-Men, or do you think they're going to save that for... Uh, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, they could, no. I think they're going to do like Star Wars when they bought Star Wars. They'll cherry-pick things out of the books that they liked, and some things will come and some will go, but... Uh, honestly, if it was me and I was running Disney Plus, that's where I'd be putting the X Men. It's like do an actual X Men with Xavier, Wolverine, all those guys. Do a TV show out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be. And a continuing story arc, you know, where it's like you know you get, you know, build up like they did in the MCU movies. You know, get somebody like uh, you know I don't know, but they kind of ruined Apocalypse at Fox, so I guess he's not the best example, but. You know, Magneto's kind of overdone. Like, yeah. There's so many villains, though, in the uh, X-Men universe that you could do. Like, I'd love to see a series of TV shows of X-Men with, like, Mr. Sinister as the main bad guy. I thought he was crazy. Well, Marvel has a way of making you care about things or want things, rather, sure. that you didn't know you wanted. Right. Like, I didn't even I didn't even really think Guardians of the Galaxy in, in comic books was, like, you know, an, an A-list team. And then now, boom, it's 
one of the biggest movies. It's like, it's kind of and funny. everybody loves Guardians of the Galaxy now. You know? Yeah, yeah, they're taking D roster stuff and making it A. Making it A. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, even Iron Man wasn't that huge I mean, in the comics. At best, you could call him C list. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now he's basically Marvel's Batman. In, in right, a way. Right. Yeah. But I guess he translates better to film, though. The Iron Man. Movie. It does. Sure. Yeah. Is I didn't know I wanted an Iron Man movie, but. I, I found out that I'm I did. I did yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I didn't know I didn't want it, but I'm glad I got it. I, re- I was reading an article the other, actually this morning on Facebook, somebody posted from a few years ago about Marvel going with two unknown actors, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, risking it all on a movie franchise called Thor. You know, like, <laughs> will this be successful or the, the linchpin that kills Marvel? I'm like, whoa, boy, you guys were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's been a lot of fun, man, but I actually do got to Yeah, you, you need to hit the road. It's going to be dark soon. But I'm glad I stopped by. You guys are awesome. It's good to see you again. It's, Absolutely. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, oh, every yeah. time I see you around, I always want to snag you for a minute and catch up. So it's sure, sure. always nice to see you. Thanks for coming by, and we'll be looking, we'll be watching your Facebook page. And Are you on Instagram? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I, I don't know if I follow you or not. I need to. Yeah, I don't know. Do I have it? Have you my, got him? I don't know what it is. Heck, like it's. Might be Brother John 1701. I, I can never remember this stuff. You know, there's so many of these digital media things nowadays. <laughs> there's too many. I've got like two Facebook Disney pages. needs to buy them all out and merge them. <laughs> yeah, at Brother John 1701 on Instagram. There he is, okay. Yeah, I'll John I'll Anderson you TTM on uh, Twitter. True Talking Meat on Twitter. <laughs> awesome. If you don't mind, sign the thing and uh, we'll let you that, get out of here. That's the line, dude. I'm not doing yeah, it. Just, we, we asked for right. too much. <laughs> that's 10 bucks. <laughs> too much. <laughs> can you hop him down on one foot for us? <laughs> Come on, Peg Link. I know you can do it. When I those new band shirts look awesome. Where did you get those done? At Anarchy Design. They do screen printing now? Oh, yeah. They do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash AnarchyDesign69 or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. That's embarrassing. Alright. What's y'all's names? Aisha. Kai. <laughs> and. Did you guys have fun this weekend? <laughs> yes. Or today? Today? Yes. Today? How'd you get tickets? I won it. You did what? I won it. How'd you win? Um, I signed up. Well, not signed up, but. Um, her? No, talking to the mic. Um,. So what'd you do to win tickets? My mom gave me the phone number to um went to get John. Um, so you just called the voicemail line. What'd you tell him? Um, what she said, like how much, like um, she said to tell them my name and why I called them. And it was that easy, wasn't it? It was easy. And look at that. You got two tickets to come to Comic-Con. Have you had fun today? Yes. What all have y'all done? Uh, the house or here? Here. 
Well, we looked around and got stuff. So what was that big thing I seen you walking around with? BB-9. He's the evil BB-8 and R2-D2 on Star Wars. How'd you get it? I won it at a game. What kind of game was it? It was like a dice game with huge dice. He had to get two gold Mickeys to get a big prize. I was the only one who got a big prize. That is pretty cool. So what else are you wanting to do while you're here today? Um, I don't really hey, the know. The haunted house is free. It is. Yeah. We can go through the haunted house. <laughs> Kylie won't go through don't the haunted house. No, I will just lay your gun I will not go. I will not. Actually, if you do that, I'll do it. But last time I was in a haunted house, I went out and I, I was in a triple haunted house. Thing. Yeah, but this, this, one's, this one's real small. It's only. It's real small. It's like right over there. Yeah, it's like 15 foot long. Yeah, it's like 15 feet. Slayer can come with us. Uh, yes. I don't like haunted houses. You better. <laughs> Will you do it with us? Oh my Please. god. Alright, I'll do it. Yay. Crap. <laughs> Done, son. Walked myself, walk myself into that one. Alright, we got what do you go by now? Because when you were when you were in Seeking Seven, I always call called you uh, Ashley. James or Holmes. Yeah, because that's what's on Facebook. And yeah. then I, James is more the business term. And then you had Robbie You're on a stage, man of many names. A-Rod or A-A-Ron when that got popular. Yeah, yeah, Aaron, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like Aaron now is kind of what's been the thing. Or Holmes. I get Holmes a lot now. That's what I've always called just yeah. Holmes. Holmes, Holmes is more distinguished. I like, I like Holmes. Yeah, I'm going gonna, yeah. I'm gonna to jump to that team. Yeah. I'm going to start calling Devin and Misty called him Holmes. Mm -hmm. They it's were like the ones that kind of started that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's like Rob. He goes by Rob, Robbie, Ross. He goes by David. I called him at work one day, and I was like, David. There's that? actually a second. Who name are you? <laughs> when he there was a thing in Seeking Seven where like when he's his rugged self, like kind of tapping into his inner Dave Grohl. That's Robbie. Okay. When he's his clean cut, like I work at the Air Force Base. Yeah. That's Republican David. Okay. <laughs> that's what we called him. So when he had his clean cut, we're like, that's Republican David. Robbie's not at the show today. <laughs> He's going to hear that and be like, ah, oh. but it's fine. So tell us about your business and what you've been doing now. Uh, for anyone that's followed me throughout, well, if you follow these guys, I've kind of bumped around in there. Yeah, we've cross-promoted Podunk. Yeah. We've been on y'all's show. Y'all been on ours. Uh, I was uh, the guitarist for Seeking 7. That's how I bumped into these guys. Got to play the, the music scene in Amory and Tupelo and all that good stuff and far off with them. Uh, after the music thing ended, I kind of moved formats and started doing podcasts. Started Podunk Entertainment, done a YouTube channel. And a podcast that ran for several years, a few offshoot podcasts. Um, but from that, I guess I found that my calling was like social media management, marketing, things like that. Moved to LA for about three months to kind of flesh out that skill. And then when I moved back home, managed a few restaurants until I got in touch with the Bells, who opened uh, Underground Comics and Collectibles in Baldwin. And I've been helping them ever since. Yeah, I follow y'all on social media. It looks like it's doing really well. It for the industry as comic as a whole is like in a weird period because it's still in that in the weekend where Avengers Endgame can make a billion dollars at the box office, we have shops still closing. So it's in this weird thing where it's like it's profitable, it's growing, you can make money doing it, but yet if you put make the wrong plays your door yeah. will close faster than there's a lot of believe. gambling that you have to do mm -hmm. 
There he is. You have to decide what comics to carry, what issues, what collectibles to get. Exactly, what collectibles? Because now it's not. There's not just a comic book store. It's kind of an, an everything pop culture store. Because you got to have the pops and, and the statues and the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to have all of it. And there's a catch with seeing like. Um, and it's it's baited by the industry as well. Like you log on Diamond for your your order, and they don't tell you, hey, these are the series you've been ordering. Re-up them. Instead, they're like, hey, this is what's blowing up this week, maybe. <laughs> maybe. So maybe. like, this is what we want to blow up. And this it's week. the same with collectibles. Like you sit and you look hey. at your catalog, and you're like, yeah, I have to have this. This is going to be hot. They order it, it doesn't sell, and you've missed the curve somewhere. Uh, the best thing about it is to listen to your customers. That's the key to it. Yeah. Like, whatever your customers, like, if they're coming in and telling you, man, this Batman's really good, you probably should order more Batman. If yeah. they're really digging, like, a certain kind of statue, order more of that statue. Just because, like, your distributor's telling you that it may be the biggest thing don't mean that it's going to be the biggest thing. So, listen to your... And I think that advice goes for comic shop. The whole industry is a whole. Yeah. Just listen to your customers. That's wise. I mean, listen to... You know, the the proof's in the pudding, you know. I mean, what what, what people are buying is what they want. Mm-hmm. And they will always speak. And give them more of that. Unless you know? it's Rob Liefeld. And <laughs> well, what titles are really hot right now in your shop? Uh, let's see. The biggest one right now is um, Naomi. It, uh, it's you, on know, its, you were telling about that earlier. Yeah. It's on its fifth issue right now. It came out in July. Not July. Blah, January 2019 to, at a $4.99 cover price. A few months ago, it started rising. It, like we'd get on, and it's like, oh, that book's at twenty dollars. Oh, it's at twenty-five dollars. It's at sixty, and right now it's sitting at a hundred. Expected to hit a one twenty soon. The cover B is at fifty. Issue two's at twenty. Issue three's at ten. Issue four's at twenty. Not looking to slow down. Selling out everywhere to the point to where DC has actually put final prints. Like, like no matter how much you want, is it? After wow. it's over with, they're not. They're, they're doing it with Naomi and Doomsday Clocks last issues. So hmm. they're final printing them, which means that they they're getting know close to winding that up. Doomsday Clock, yeah. they pushed it back a month. Oh. So like everybody's coming to our shop, like when's this issue coming out? Like man, I don't know. This was supposed to be wrapped up in a year. We're about a year and a half in, and we still haven't got a conclusion. What's going on? I want to know how Doctor Manhattan fits in with the DC universe, but you know Batman's wiener. It really pushed that. All right. It really pushed damned back a lot because now they're they're delaying it. Yeah. See, I have a dilemma with that, and it's <laughs> it's like that book came out and we had it sitting on our shelf, and then what was it? We had a um, a Betty Page book come out, and the Betty Page one it was like an incentive, and it had like a poly bag, and the bottom half of it was blacked out, because when you open that bag up, she's full full spread, like ain't everything's exposed, <laughs> and I have Batman damned. And then that Betty Page book sitting there. And all of our customers walk in and be like, man, how much for that Batman book? I'm like, Betty's over here showing it all for you. And you want to see. got that comic? <laughs> we do over there with the, for the price of about $5 if you want it, Killer. I tell you what, I might have to come over there and get it. Uh, you just made a sale. For you. Come for the interview, stay for the sale. She looks good. It's a good book. I was Because when we got it, we're like, man, there ain't no way that that's like that is underneath that black. And I opened it and was like, whoop, well, there it is. There it is. <laughs> you got to watch Diamond. They'll be slipping some bad books in there. Well, yep. What do you do as a comic book store when you get a call or a parent comes up? What they book that their child has bought, and they don't. I'd be like, I didn't print them. I just well, no, them. and they don't approve with what's in it. I would explain that the quantity of books that come out each week it is 
almost impossible for me to run a business and keep up with every book. But that being said, I try with everything in my power to find the right book for the right person. Yeah. And if I do feel that, and since that incident, it's it, we have had moments where kids walked in like, "What about this book?" I'm like, "It's a great book, but I don't know if it's that's for you. Yeah, if that's for you right now." I tell people, comics is just like car sales. Really, you got to find the right vehicle. Yeah. You can't sell a single mom with six kids a Prius. And like, <laughs> and it's the same way with comic books. If you walk up and you're already like, "Man, I don't know if I can afford this book," I'm not going to carry you to the slab section and ask you to look at the hundred dollar slabs. Right. I'm going to find you that really neat book for like yeah. ten bucks and send you home happy. Yeah. And that's kind of how we do our business. The goal is to get books in hands, not to profits good. Yeah. But I feel like if you stick with a clean business ethics practice the good stuff comes your way if you just take care of everybody else. Yeah, because what are you going to make more money off of? A repeat customer that comes in week after week to get their pull or just somebody that happens by and spends a lot of money on He knows you got on. that $50 book. He can't find it nowhere. He's going to pop in, spend his $50 and go. Yeah. And and he maybe want it, he wants it for 35 but you're not bending, so yeah. he's just going to get it and not come back. But you look at him like, man, 40 bucks. Yeah. He comes in next week because he liked the deal. Yeah. Um, and speaking of having to keep up with everything, what titles are you personally reading at the moment? Uh, War of the Realms is something um, that's come out. It's the big spinoff event from Marvel. Not spinoff, uh, event series from Marvel. Um, most big events that come from the big two have a bad habit of they'll hit, lay flat, and no one reads them after a month or so. But with War of the Realms, what I've told people is like how we talk about Secret Wars and all those big, big cataclysmic events. That's how our kids are going to reference War of the Realms. Yeah. They are going to talk about it like this big thing that a lot of good stuff happened because the art's good, story's good, the covers are fantastic. Um, and it's like one of the only series that we can order a bunch of variants and copies, and we still every week are like, wow, we don't got any. Wow. Like, it's a big, nice event that um, if you if go to your LCS, find the cover A's, find the Young Guns variants, the connectings, the spinoffs, and purchase them because I think it's going to take three months for it to wrap up. It's got three phases. And at the end of those three phases, I think you can expect some big um, shakeups from the Marvel Universe. And I'd say from the DC end, it's deceased. Yeah. I read Deceased uh, last week. Yeah, I read the digital. It's it's good. Yeah. It, it, um, it's interesting. I, if I, what I look for, I don't try to judge books at their very beginning of their run. Yeah. But what I looked for is I got to the end of Deceased and I felt it and it's like a chest feeling. You, you, you finish it, you close the book and your brain, if you feel your brain tug in the direction of like what's happening, what's going to happen next, then you know it's a good book. Because your brain's already trying yeah. to like figure out. Oh, um, it was my fault. I got pulled too tight. Your brain's trying to already speculate what's going to happen in the next issue, so you naturally, all right, I want to read it. Yeah. So that's how I know. Like, all right, it's a good book. Yeah. I like it. If I want my, if I find myself wanting more, it's a good book. Yeah, I'm one of these weirdos that likes a good story. And in the in the world of collecting comics, I'm a reader first, so I'm yeah. more interested in a good story than a pretty picture. Uh, I think that's just an added bonus. And being that they have such cool covers coming out for deceased, I'm so glad the story's actually good. <laughs> yeah, because um, I can say this, and this is a big thing with our shop that a lot of maybe a lot of other shops um, disagree with, but I, I call it don't do what GameStop does. <laughs> do the opposite of what GameStop does. And what I mean by that is, like, you go into a GameStop, you pick up a game, you walk up to their employee, you're like, hey, man, what's this game like? And they're going to be like, man, that game's awesome. We've sold so many copies. It's, like, got a 9.0 rating. You're going to get home. It's going to be terrible. Because yeah. this boss man told him to sell you that. Yeah. 
with us, if you walk, we, if you walk in our shop, it's it's a bad story. I'm going to tell you it's a bad story. Like Savage Avengers number one came out this past week. Yeah. Didn't like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's. It, I mean, it, it may not be. It may just be one of those books that's not for me. But the team up of Conan and Brother Blood, not Brother Blood, Brother Voodoo and Wolverine is like the worst mashup of characters. They just don't zen together. Yeah. Wolverine saying "bub" like every five seconds. Huh. Like it just. It doesn't seem to work the way that they anticipated it. And it's that honesty that like. Gets, I think it's a good selling point too because yeah. our customers are like, well, he's willing to tell me that this new book is bad, but he's saying this one's good, so he, he must I'd much be rather read something. a good story than a bad one any day. And like, we're in a place in the comic book industry where, like you said, a reader, you're actually, we're now in the part where like reading a book and what's the contents of the book make it go up. Yeah. Like, um, Beta Ray Bill, he popped up in the new Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy run, his first appearance goes up. Another book that wasn't released yet caused another book to go up in value. Not a movie, not a TV show, not a video game, just another random book that was going to come out. Caused it to go up in value. So as a reader, you don't have to worry about that no more. Of Like, oh, the story's really good, but the cover's trash. Too bad it's not going to be worth nothing. Yeah. And then you got shows picking stuff up. Like you got... Doom Patrol that just come out. That are going to have to tap into those obscure storylines yep. that people didn't buy to make content. So those people that just like the good stories are going to be like, wow, they turned my books into a show. That's really neat. Yeah, and you may have a book that you bought in the 90s or early 2000s that had the first appearance of a character that didn't really take off. Mm-hmm. And then nowadays there's so much content coming out on every platform that character may be somebody. The conception All of a sudden, is, and then all of a sudden, that comic that was a a dollar issue is now you know fifty mm-hmm. bucks on eBay. The conception is, is that new books don't hold value, but you go back to like 2012, 2013, I think you have um, let's see, Inter Spider or Edge of Spider Verse or something, Inter Spider Verse, something like that. It's first uh, appearance of Gwen Stacy. I mean, Spider Gwen. Yeah. That was only a few years ago. Yeah. That's two hundred fifty dollars right now. Yeah, all day long selling at a good grade. I saw an Italian version, an Italian cover at Huntsville Con, 170, uh, 175 Wow. So, like, even foreign issues are just almost unobtainable. So that, And that's people, and, like, that book come out, people were going back in their short boxes and digging through, like, man, I was buying books back then. Mm-hmm. And then exactly. they pull that book back, and it pays for every comic they've ever collected. And that, that was just a few years ago. Yep. And, like, there's no telling what other books are going to do that same thing in these years to come with all these movies coming out got Spawn coming got people buying one in, one through 100 of Spawn that movie pops blows up yeah. well it's like when uh, Deadpool Cable come out on Deadpool mm-hmm. everybody started buying yeah. up everything they could of Cable mm-hmm. and Cable's still going up yeah like Deadpool's first appearance going down Cable Skyrock still going up though and see I've got a bunch of the Deadpool and Cable Mm-hmm. Comics. I was already pulling them right before they had made that announcement. And now they're getting really hard to come by. We just sold a 6.598 first appearance of Deadpool today for wow. 175. Wow. Mm-hmm. As we wrap up here, we got to get on the road, and y'all probably have to get ready to shut yeah, down I see soon. Them I want to like vultures. I want to get uh, one more question in because uh, right. I wanted a retail perspective on this. We've talked about it a lot, and I've kind of changed my position on it over the years, to be honest with you, because variant covers. I, I watched it happen when I was buying up Nightfall stuff. I'm a big Nightfall guy because mm-hmm. that's that was my era. You know, that's when I got really big into comics, and that was the story that was going on. I've had Chuck Dixon on my podcast twice, mm-hmm. and uh, to talk to him, and he was basically you know the daddy of Bane. 
and yeah. Nightfall. So, uh, I, what they would do is if they would do like two hundred fifty thousand or so of the first run because back then people were buying this shit a ton of comics well then they would get to where they were fixing sell out and they would do a second run and they would put a Roman numeral 2 on the, the cover to let you know that was the second run and of course the second run's not going to be as valuable as the first run yeah. and so, et cetera et cetera et cetera well then they started doing cool stuff like you see where it says Batman in yellow and then the bat signal was red mm-hmm. why don't we flip that and make the Batman in red and on the, you know just doing little tweaks well then it kept going and kept going and kept going well now I wonder if it's it's gotten crazy because the A cover to me should still be the, the cover the, should be the main one you want to get. Mm-hmm. But now all the variant covers, there's so many of them. Have, have they gone too far with that? Because sometimes the variant covers is almost always more valuable than the A cover. It really all just depends on like the book, what's happening in the book. Uh, last week we had Venom 13 come out. Cover A was cover price. On eBay, though, cover B was going for uh, ten dollars. You got See, yeah, exactly. You got Naomi B going for fifty. Cover A going for a hundred. Uh, you have new uh, Immortal Hulk number two, third printing going for forty bucks right now, but first printing going for seventy-five. Yeah. So it really depends on like the book and what's in it. Now, has variants gone too far? Yes. Yeah. They could definitely roll it back when the when they the goal set is set a number and stay with that. The goal is to sell books, not completely drain the people that you're trying to sell to. They don't have the money to keep up at this point. Yeah, exactly. There's no way you could get them all. Like Batman number 50. Who could own every variant cover of that? Yeah, it's, it was impossible. Our detective, there was 43 covers for Detective Comics. 43. There's yeah. no way to keep up with it. What they do to combat it is a lot of people like the price of comics. They think you think that the price of comics now are because of inflation, and it's not. They raise the price of comics and they lower the print run. So that that blanket right there keeps the industry from imploding, kind of like it did in the '90s. It keeps the print runs low, so they still they can maintain that value. Yeah. And the cover price is high to kind of like cover that gap. And let's see. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the print runs now are lower than they have been in the history of comics. Because you think back in the 90s, Jim Lee was selling a million copies. Yeah. Um, Detective Comics 1000 only sold half a million. Yeah, they would just literally do a quarter of a million each run or more. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we're out of that era where they're just mass producing comics. So that yeah. helps, but that I don't know if that's going to keep the variants. I say, I guess to answer the question, in five years as comic book fans... I don't think we'll have the variant issue anymore. I think it'll be, if anything, they'll drop it till you get a cover A, you get a cover B. That'd be great. Or even if you went to C. And don't get me wrong, on one side of it, I like the, I like the fact that it's, it's been able to, to, to get more and more and more artists to be able to do something Whereas mm-hmm. you wouldn't just have one cover and one artist did it, you you get everybody gets a shot at it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's a point where you're like, dude, uh, if you've got cover. X is like number 50 XZ1, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so many of them that they've run out of letters in the alphabet. <laughs> if, you, if you want to do a special variant, then like let Marvel take Matina or uh, Clayton Crane and go to these like special prints companies yeah. like Scorpion Comics and say, hey, we want to do a special variant, get your boy on it, draw it up, and y- y'all release it as a special variant, yeah. not not through the Marvel imprint as a whole to where collectors feel like they have to have it to have an original set. Because, like, even right now, they come out with three covers, you buy all three, and if Scorpion releases three themselves, you don't feel like you have to go get them. 
because they're not a part of what a Marvel released. Yeah. That would make things a little bit easier on everybody. It may cause it a higher price point, but if your variants are starting at a higher price point, it may... and people are having to shell out 20 bucks to go buy these variants not a lot of people get them it'll keep their values going too. keep the market a little real level yeah. everybody make a little money have fun all that good jazz I hear you well thanks for coming by man like I said I know we all gotta get out of here everybody's yeah I see everybody's, everybody's imploding around us so mm-hmm. uh, before you go though real quick tell everybody you know where they can find uh, out about the store do y'all, do y'all, and y'all you said y'all do online stuff yeah, as well um, in case someone's listening that's not from around here they can still oh yeah uh, we are located at 103B East Main in Baldwin Mississippi on the uh, historic downtown district um, we have a Facebook page at Underground Comics and Collectibles every Thursday every week about Thursday or Friday we post a reply cell on our Facebook page where you can comment and tell us which books you want that are coming out new that week we pull them for you and then you can join us at 9.30 on Tuesdays for our uh, live pre-sale auction on our Facebook page where we put our books up you tell us which ones you want we pull them and then we have a live auction and buy it now sell at the end tell you what's all going on with the shop that week and then of course we open from Wednesday to Saturday pretty much 11 to 6 nice and that's us awesome and I'm really going to try to get out there next week because y'all are doing free comic book day next Saturday right uh, yes, we are having our free comic book day. It starts on that Friday and probably will run to that Sunday. Nice. And if you are in that area for that, we'll have our free comic book day at the comic book shop. We also have Tom's Burger Joint opening across the street in historic downtown Baldwin. That'll open the 9th and stay open that weekend. And then we have our Ring of Fire play to the Johnny Cash story opening at the Claude Gentry Theater that weekend as well. So the nice. whole downtown district is popping to do that this weekend yeah and I, I work lights for the ring of fire play and it's, it's oh, nice. actually it's come together real good it's huh. might be sold out i may be pushing you may be promoting thing. something that they yeah, can't gonna go and be like why can't i get tickets <laughs> well also man it's good to catch up with you thanks for coming by and, i have to ride out y'all's way and visit y'all's local shop we'll absolutely dig there one yeah day. you can come by the studio and hang out with us that'd be awesome. i have a bar out there so it's always oh, fun Baldwin, we're about to have bushwhackers open too oh nice yeah, yeah. so we can do comics and then walk down the street and drink Shoot, man. Let's do it. And two of our favorite things. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I told the guy that owns it, I'm like, expect me. He's like, as long as you spend $50 worth, we're good. I'm like, oh, I'm good. We got that <laughs> deal. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all be safe traveling home, man. Yeah, y'all, too. Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely. You betcha. Oh. All right. Signing off. Holler. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a nonprofit organization. A level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk, not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one, fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. All right. This is a Meowtro for the TupeloCon. Oh, okay. Episode two. Like, TupeloCon was like last year. <sighs> I know, man. Like I, I'm late getting year. this episode out. For one, I didn't have this outro. We didn't do one at the con. Mm-mm. We were like in a hurry. And then and, life uh, got away. I've been trying to get one down. I want to thank Kella, first of all, for editing this episode because... There's no way I would. It would have been another week before it came out <laughs> if I had edited it. So I'm just I'm just putting it all together, doing this outro and um, I know it was a long time ago now, but what was your overall take on 
that's a lot. I think it was a lot more people. Uh, uh, than, Saturday for sure. Yeah, than what I was for a certain. It's, um, yeah, I liked it. It's, uh, it was good. I mean, I thought we got a bunch of great interviews. I know we got some more listeners. Uh, yeah, like we were saying earlier, there were some people that opened up their phone it's at signed, the table, signed up right then, and clicked subscribe. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't say this enough on here. The people that subscribe get the episode most of the time before at least at the same time as everybody else but sometimes before because a lot of times what i'll do is i'll release an episode and the subscribers know right away right because it either notifies them or downloads it depending on their settings and or uh then sometimes the next day i'll wait a day and then release it on social media on our twitter on our uh instagram and on our facebook so that's just kind of a little, you know, not a big deal, but it's a little incentive for people to subscribe. And there'll be even more incentives later when we do the Patreon stuff, but we'll get to that. We're sitting here drinking out of our little fancy glasses. Hey, I did. I did. You know what this looks like? It looks like a, like if these two glasses had a baby, it'd be a Glencarn. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. It's that bell-shaped, what do you call this? Uh, fluted tulip. Tulip style. I don't want to drink out of it now. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think uh, I'm not sure what glasses they're for, but there's. I thought they were specifically designed for a certain kind of. They are. They're not wine is glasses. A, this they're, is actually a a, a course and donk, which is a beer, and I think that's a uh, so, celebrator. Celebrator. Yeah. Uh, so did I think they're fancy Belgium-ish style ales. It's one of those like big bottomed, so when you hold it, you just naturally want to swirl it, swirl it for some reason. Yeah, and uh, to release those notes, it, it, it releases the smell better. I think. I know it does in a Glencorn. There's yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt about it. In the I mean, well, with Scotch and Glencorn. Yeah, I haven't really drank anything else out of a Glencorn. Well, it would just be a shot of beer, so it would be. It would take forever. Well, I mean, we could do like a shot of Jack out of a Glencorn and just. See. You did when you got your Glencorn for Christmas. You drank everything out of it. Oh goodness! You'd like you drank water out of it. No wonder I don't know how to do math anymore. <laughs> yeah, you like drink everything out of your Glencorn. So, uh, let's tell them what we're sipping on. Uh, it's our Smash Beer. It's a. Uh, the single mop, single malt, single hop, Marisider Cascade. Uh, and you're drinking a store-bought beer, so. Yeah, but tell them the name. Prank calls to Satan. Prank calls to Satan. I'm not making that up. That is the he handed me this can. He's like, when, when Anthony got out of his truck today, he's like, hey, I'm gonna brought something for you to try. You're gonna thank me. I was like, all right. So I get in here, I look at it, and I'm like. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even going to look to see what kind of beer it is. I'm just going to take a sip and then, you know, be surprised. And boy, was a, mm-hmm. it's a dark IPA. Like, it looks like a Coca-Cola color, but yeah. it's bitter like an IPA. I mean, what kind, of, what kind of grain bill would you go for to make that? I mean, it'd have to be like a, a freaking stout meets an IPA. Yeah, I think it's just a lot. I think it's basically like a uh, like a, a pale ale or something. A pale like a pale beer, and uh, you just put some black malt in there, maybe for a little roastiness. It's really good. I mean, there's a lot going on with it. It's got a really strong but good aftertaste. It's not strong as in bad, but this is one of those beers like you can taste the alcohol in it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not mass. It's, it's like seven percent. I'm drinking like a like a. You're drinking just under seven. I'm drinking just under five. Yeah, yeah. It's 
But it's good though. I I, I, I gotta figure out what hops is in it. I think that's a a Wiseacre beer. Is it Memphis or Mississippi? I can't remember which one. In the next IPA we make, we need to do a dark IPA. I'm totally down. Oh, since we're talking about brewing, real quick, I don't want to keep this long. Um, I'm back on the mead train again. I've been doing. I've been watching a lot of videos. I found this. I found this YouTube channel that I really dig. It's this couple that just makes mead all the time. Awesome. And uh, well, that's not their only videos, but they primarily brew stuff, and their main thing is mead. And they try all this crazy, just different ways of brewing mead and you know like they have this saying that i really like it's like they like mead because it's the og of fermented drinks fermented drinks yeah and it really is you know it was like the first alcohol ever and uh you remember i voxered you the day telling you about the stick yeah back in the early days when people made mead they didn't know anything about yeast yeah so everything was wild yeast and they thought the stick they used to stir the mead was magic they, like because down over generations because the different uh, wild yeast would get embedded into the wood grain of a stick, and yeah, live there. and they would keep using it on, and it kept accumulating. <laughs> Damn, that's and it awesome. kept getting more "quote unquote" magic. So, in, technically, it kind of was a magic. Well, that's thing. how the, um, I think that's how the Belgian monks done it. They put it in the back of a cave because they had a consistent temperature, and the wild yeast inside of that cave that they had a consistent was what would ferment it. They just sit it in there open, and they didn't know the wild yeast lived in there until I guess later on did you know different strands of yeast will fight for dominance yet they share they can pass and share DNA I guess that's how you get hybrids yeah and um, because if you have too many different types of wild yeast it could be a bad thing because they're going to fight each other Oh, that's you how want the, one dominant like in the in like the earlier on in home, from what I've read when, in home brewing from what I've seen when they first started out they had all these strict guidelines you had to follow you gotta do it this way it's gonna be this temperature you gotta do it this way or you're gonna have shit beer well now but back then they had like the yeast and, and things was not as healthy and strong as they are now then there's all kind of yeast I'm having a drink of ultra just to cleanse my palate uh so now you can just put, yeah. Not, I'm not saying you can just throw it in a wash pot and stir well, it up. Well, there's purists with everything. Oh, but absolutely. what's funny about when mead purists come along, you're like, dude, when they made mead <laughs> yeah. in the year three, yeah. they had a barrel. They sat outside with the green flies yeah. full of honey and water, and they waited for magic to carbonate. And that's how they drank so it. So anything we've done since then is better than that. I, mean, if you watch, I watched the cartoon Bell Wolf. I've seen how they drank. They just dipped it. And they didn't have a, yeah. a the, the gravity reader. Thing. They had another. Yeah, it, it was done when it's done. They didn't. They, they didn't know what yeah. the gravity was. They didn't know what the alcohol percentage was. They just knew they liked to drink mead. You come up with creative names for beer. You got to name this beer. I just like the word smash, man. Smash is the method in which we've done it. So we will do. Know, we will do still, more smashes that will not even be close to this. So you have to come up with something else. You can say smash something. But yeah, the characteristics of the beer is a smash style uh, method. It's a pale ale-ish, pale ale IPA on the borderline. It's done with marisider grains and it's done with cascade hops. That's your criteria. Well, it just now became carbonated completely. Right. It was really close when I tried it Sunday. It, it's um, And today's Wednesday? Th- Thursday. Thursday. So it's probably even but more carbonated now. So we actually just started on the keg. Yeah, it's good. So give me a minute. 
Okay. I'll come up with something. It won't last long. Uh, like I need to like you need to put a bucket out there for your drummer. <laughs> well, here's the cool thing about the kegerator that I figured out. If I don't tell people anything, like, you know, they don't know anything. Like, they don't know that there's something to but get. But you're like me. If it's that's but like, if I go, man, you got to try this we, new beer. We that's that. when you get in trouble. You want to brag on it? I mean, I know we done a good job. I learned my lesson on that. <laughs> no, I don't brag anymore. <laughs> if they want to hear some bragging, they'll just need to yeah. listen to podcasts. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if they come up and say, hey, I listened to the podcast. You had a good beard. Can I try it? They get to try it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you <laughs> earned it. They, then you earned then it. Then they earned it. So, Blake, if you're listening to this and you want some of our good craft beer, it's pretty damn good. You're going to have to listen it. to this. <laughs> <laughs> you just earned one. Um, Another announcement that I definitely want to make for next episode that will be out shortly. There's going to be a a very short period between this episode and the next because I've already recorded it. Uh, Robbie Ross was in studio with me Sunday, this past Sunday. And the the show is in two sections. The whole first section is him telling us about this awesome uh, festival, music festival and biker, uh, biker fest and music fest, basically, mm. that he's put together. And uh, there's going to be like 11 bands, and there's going to be biker games going on, and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's really cool. I'll just let you listen to the episode to hear all about it. And then when we get done talking about all that, we give plenty of warning for spoilers. Like, we warned that spoilers no. are coming. Then we go to a commercial break. Then after the commercial break, we give another spoiler warning, and we talk about uh, Avengers Endgame, obviously with spoilers. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the last episode of Game of Thrones is coming on this coming Sunday. So be expecting something pretty soon after that with just us wrapping up this whole season. You know, there's a lot of people. We've been spoiling Game of Thrones every episode. So, I, I mean, I guess it's just natural you say spoiler warning for this season. But a lot of people are pissed off about last episode. A lot of they, there's petitions out right yeah, now with to redo like it thirty three thousand signatures to redo the whole season to redo this season. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're I gonna mean, need a little more than thirty thousand signatures. Yeah. They're actually gonna need about thirty three million. I mean, what is your, what is your opinion it? of it? You'll I'm have, not that bad with it. You have to edit this last episode. What was your opinion with it? I wasn't as upset by it as most people were. You're gonna have to edit my comment. That. That's the only thing I got to say about it. That's, well, it I, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, here's the thing that people need to do <laughs> if they're watching Game of Thrones right now. They need to watch it on HBO Go so they can watch that behind the episode I need to do that. at the end I've because been, they've done twice now. They've explained something on that that like quelled a a and there's a discord with me. There's a thing coming on. Uh, I think I think the next Sunday after the final episode is basically just talking about wrapping up the final season the Game of Thrones oh yeah that's right the um, whole next show like this is the last episode but then there's another episode just, the next Sunday just talks just about talking about it yeah, which make, I think is awesome that, yeah, being a person that sits around and talks about things yeah that's gonna be good <laughs> I like to hear yeah, people talk about yeah. things yeah that's you're good. right that's, that's gonna be really cool but going back to that what, what they said is that you know the guy was like you know look if any of these one like it took a combination of all the things that's happened to her to make her snap you know if it had been just her like it's like the combination of her losing everybody that's close to her her feeling isolated uh her being betrayed john snow not returning his affection to her 
and just the list goes on and on and on and on of all these things. He said all those things had to happen to make her snap. And, and, and the final nail in the coffin was was her beheading uh, Masande right in front of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she, that was she it. Wanted her She's like, no, she wanted her vengeance. I'm, uh, I'm going to burn this MF to the ground. I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a very horrible, was shitty bad. move. It was bad. No doubt, but she's the Mad Queen. Did it look she's like the daughter were, of the Mad did, King. Did it look, I think they were like. She's your bad guy. I'm going to say it was. She did a heel turn. I, I watch wrestling. I think it was a, uh, they, I, I read an article and actually called it a heel turn. Uh, yeah, people are starting to use wrestling terms uh, in real life. I think it was a, I don't know, a red herring on what they was doing, but that looked like they was trying to foreshadow yeah. Arya's getting her back but how she was looking and watching when Arya was going through her little turmoil trying to get out and watching the whole thing uh, she showed her looking at her with the face and the disgust and all yeah. that kind of stuff uh, but I think it's a red herring I don't think she's going to do it um, I could tell you what I hope happens Sunday mm-hmm. this is not what I think will happen right this is what I would like to happen it looked like at the very end that all the like Jon Snow and uh, Arya and uh, Tyrion and were kind of like, okay, this is crazy. She Let's snapped. get the f out of here. Yeah. They need to all go back to Winterfell, mm-hmm. and Danny needs to calm her little crazy ass down mm-hmm. and take her ass back to Marine and just leave it be. Leave it be. Because there's nothing to rule in King's Landing. She destroyed everything. Yeah. I mean, she would literally be ruling ashes. Yeah, she destroyed almost every building, mm-hmm. at least half the people, if not way more. Oh, yeah. I would, I would even say three quarters of the people died. She Jackson people are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's she gonna rule? What we don't is know. the Iron Throne even there still? We, oh yeah, because I mean the castle failed. I mean, red, the red keeps going. It failed on Jamie and Cersei. Spoiler: alert, they're dead. Well, we're past the point of spoilers. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it would it wouldn't make sense for her to go. Okay, I won. Now let's rebuild everything I just destroyed. Oh yeah. No, she's either gonna a take vengeance and go fight at Winterfell. Whereas well, I think surely they're gonna go. I mean, where else are they gonna go? Yeah. Or she can rule from Dragonstone because that's her family home. That would be fine too. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe have like a she could be the Mad Queen of the South and. John yeah. could be the king of the north, and everybody's just leave each other alone. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, I know she still loves John. Maybe that'll keep her. I think from her business is not done. I think she's got a little peed off at Sansa. And Tyrion. I think she's not. Yeah. Sam. I mean, doesn't she know that he yeah. released Jamie? Yeah. I, I don't know yet. Probably she may not. not know. Probably not. Because some of the Unsullied know. Right. Because they were standing guard, but they may be dead. I like, think uh, what I hope happens is not going to happen either, though. Yeah, what I'm hope, what I'm saying right now is not a prediction. Yeah, it's just the gospel according uh, to Mark. If I was right, right, that there would be some kind of, and we throw in a twist or two because it is Game of Thrones. But for the most part, everybody would just go in their separate corners and it would end. I hope uh, she tries to assassinate uh, Tyrion for his uh, treason with the old what's his name, Fireman, Fire uh, the Dragon. Yeah, Dragon and uh, Dragon. It don't burn him. Or John, John's already been burned. Season one, he got burned when he uh, when he helped the Night King. He got burned, so that's out for him. He can burn, but there's always been some kind of fan. But is your ability to withstand fire like start at birth if you're a Targaryen? And it's not every Targaryen either. It's not every Targaryen. So Uh, yeah, obviously from the series. But there's always been a fan theory that Tyrion is also a Targaryen because his mother was raped by the Mad King, which would make him. 
her no, own. No, I heard that they think that uh, Tywin's wife cheated on him. Now, well, the Mad King used to rape people. That's why he became the Mad King. He was just crazy. He would just go rape people. Hmm. So, but it, it wasn't him though. I don't think is what I the yeah. I, I watch a lot of Game of Thrones yeah. YouTube stuff. But the but, Mad King is Daenerys's father, so it would be. Tyrion's father, so he would be her older brother, which he's him. Well, the last thing Tywin said before Tyrion shot him, mm. he said, "You're no son of mine." Right. Was that just him denouncing him as a son because yeah, he hates him, or foreshadowing for this? Was episode. he <laughs> like? That's was he spoiler thinking. alerting? Right. That's what I'm thinking. And they always said there would be three dragon riders. There haven't been. A, there haven't been a third dragon. There's no rider. three dragons. Well, there has, there's, but there's been two dragon riders. And that what in the world would Winterfell do to defend against Danny's dragon? Well, man, I don't know. And uh, it's tough. There's, they got some, they got some holes to close. Like, uh, where's uh, where's Bron? He's supposed to be. Oh, uh, he's hanging back, yeah. waiting for his reward. That where's, he's. Uh, where's Bron? Where's uh? Wait a minute, though. If 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 Danny kills. Because Jamie's dead. Yeah. Tyrion and Jamie are the ones that agreed to the terms. Right. Oh, I'm so glad I watched it last night. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, uh, if if Tyrion and Jamie are both dead, he doesn't get his reward. So, he has a dog in the fight to go against Danny too. To protect his, you know. His assets. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's, should be glad that he chose the side he did. Obviously, because Cersei, Cersei's dead. Right. And now if, and Jamie's dead, and if Tyrion dies, he don't get nothing. He don't get shit. He don't get shit. That would piss the fans off, too. <laughs> yeah. That, that meme. There's so many good Game of Thrones memes. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them. People should just be happy with the season for the memes. Oh, alone. Yeah. All the parody stuff. We've talked enough about Game of Thrones. Uh, I announced next week's episode. Uh, Sean, now that you're here, you were at the con on Sunday. What did you think about it? We're wrapping up the Tupelo con. You don't have to leave. We, you can share a mic. It was cool. Um, I know I was on the last day, and there wasn't <clears throat> nearly as many people as there was probably the day before, the two days before. Right. Chip. He has his beer, his phone ring. <laughs> um, but it was cool. I mean, I walked around, you know, five minutes and had to buy something. So. Yeah. <laughs> they got me. I, mean, shot ain't, you know, I like day. Sundays better at cons. Obviously, everybody else likes was, Saturday because that's when everybody's there. It was relaxed, it's laid more back. Chill. Yeah. yeah. And everybody, yeah. yeah, I think you can get better deals on Sunday too with people that are just like wrapping up the weekend. You could probably score some stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like going to Junior Food Mart at 2 a.m. You just throw them an offer, and they'll give you all the chicken that's left. <laughs> Chip used to live across the street from Junior Food Mart. I know exactly what you're talking about. We used to do that. I know. We, they would be because they had to throw it away at two, and we knew that. Yeah. We're not dumb. Do you know where my house is? We ain't is? going to get chicken at 1.30. Yeah. You know We're not even at 155. Is? Where my house is? That, that lawyer's office right there on the corner right across from Hunan? Yeah. That's where Chip used to live. Yeah, and Little Caesars now is basically what's Junior so, Food Mart. So we... Uh, we used to sit right there and pay, as people drove to Luke, people just stop at the house. Well, like once it got late, Junior Food Mart, we'd go over there and buy everything they had for like 50 cents. Wow. Like all of it. Dang, I bid too high. I, I hate <laughs> like 50 cents. 50 cents. Yeah, we, we would like, we got, yeah. 
I hate I missed that. good green tater logs. And <laughs> those uh, burn ass fish have been there since like noon. They stayed open 24 hours. No. Can I ask you in three, four ba- greasy bags full of tomorrow's diarrhea? <laughs> right. How many of the cons have you been to now, Sean? And Tupelo? Two. Just two? Only been two, two of the four? Yeah, two of the four. Uh, he Because you, like, you were running around last year. You were. Did you dress up one year? No, no. He no. went to the. He came to the wrestling last year. You didn't yep. go to the con. Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, I think I missed it. You missed it. Oh, that's because uh, I had surgery. Okay. I wasn't here. Yeah, they need to do another horror con. For real. That, that was looked, pretty cool. It looked awesome. Let's all the pictures I saw. Let's do it on ourselves. I think it's probably expensive. Probably. <laughs> we don't have any money. <laughs> we use use all our money to buy beer. Yeah. And then new vehicles. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Is there any other announcements we need to make, Sean, to wrap this up? Uh, that new Slipknot song is really awesome. I haven't heard it. I uh, saw the new mask. You know, the only mask that Corey has ever wore that I liked was the first one. I've I never like, liked any of his other masks. I like volume three with the stitches in it. That one was cool. It was okay, yeah. I think summer's we're finally here. Our podcast are going to get shorter because we have to turn the air back on. It's we have to turn the air conditioner off to do a podcast. <laughs> I need to talk to other podcasters and ask them how they deal with that. Because these mics are condensers. They pick up everything. Like, I'm sure everybody's heard my they, dog panting. They, and so have, well, they, they have, have central wind, air. They don't have window units. Yeah, they have central, central air. You can still hear that. You can hear our refrigerator hear kick that. on across the room. Kegerator. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of kegerator. Yeah, we need a refill. Let's wrap this up. All right. Wrap it up. How are we going to wrap it up? Get a wrapper. Um, Mark is a rapper. Sorry, this episode's Rapped late coming out. This episode's not as long as I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? I'm ahead. Well, I cheated. Okay. I took, because on day one, we never get a lot of interviews. I took two interviews from day two and put on day one. <laughs> is, uh, is this the one with the Quidditch team on it? Yes. I'm excited. Okay. That's awesome. And I want to go ahead and say uh, that new Slipknot member is probably Clown's son. Bam. Oh, that's your prediction? That's my prediction. All right. Let's get a poll going. Don't forget to catch Kill Jay. Not this Saturday, but the next, which will be the 25th mm-hmm. in Jackson, Mississippi at Cowboys. Bring your spurs and chaps. Assless chaps. Your own of course. Bowl? All chaps are assless, right? Bring your own bowl? If they weren't assless, they'd be pants. <laughs> <laughs> My chaps have ass yeah. in them, so they're pants. Talking to a professional here. Mm. I'm just saying. I've seen. I've seen. Mm. Like I'm, I've been around a lot of bikers, and they all wear chaps. Which is, which is kind of lame. Any asses in them. Which I must say is kind of lame. <laughs> like, well, dudes. there's a, there is actually a fundamental reason behind it. I'll explain later. Yeah, but not with these like dudes that work. You know. <laughs> yeah. Not these guys that pulling campers and and all that crap. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, not the guys that drive these Harleys that are clean and the ch- and the chaps are clean. Rubs. <laughs> You know what, what I'm saying? Do you know that? Rubs. No. Rich urban bikers rubs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All these rubs. Yeah. Don't call a biker that. You'll get to fight. I'm just saying. I'm just. Um, <laughs> I'm a pub. Uh, or urban never bikers. mind. Never mind. I was going to say somebody's name. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you after we turn this okay. off. <laughs> all right. Let me see what episode this is. I never know. You know. Oh, I saved what you were working on, by the way. Don't worry. You didn't know the last one. Cool. Taco Bell pissed me off, so I left. And went to you didn't Walmart. even get your food? I, I went and got, got frozen the, goods. You should have got the two roast beef sandwiches at Hardy's. Oh, uh, this will be episode 116. 
I didn't know about it. 14, 15, 16. Oh, yeah. I do now. But I bought chimichangas. All right. Thanks for listening to episode 115 of Real Pop Culture. We are broadcasting live from high atop the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. In the basement. Love you, bye. Mm hmm. Sean, say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>